President Trump's budget proposal for 2020 will be out today. This version is known as the skinny budget, but it has lots to chew the fat over. The administration promises what it calls a clear roadmap for a more fiscally responsible future, including adherence to budget caps that Congress enacted but can ignore at will. For more, we turn to veteran budget analyst David Berto, CEO of the Professional Services Council, joins me in studio. The skinny budget. What are you looking for? Well, first of all, Tom, thank you for having me here. And, and the budget's not skinny because it's only a small amount of money. I mean, it's going to be over $1.2 trillion, and so there's a lot of money in there. For our member companies, this is important because without the funding, uh, there are no contracts, right? And so we've got to track this from, from the get-go. And we've got quite a dilemma that we're facing here in fiscal year 20. This will be the president's budget proposal. It's a month and a half late, as you know, and there's only about six and a half months left for Congress to figure out what to do with this before the start of the fiscal year on October 1st. Yes, and they're not seeming to concentrate very much on it, at least in the week we've seen prior. Well, one of the things that, that we know is that it's very hard to start talking about fiscal year 20 until you've figured out what you're doing with fiscal year 19, and we didn't get that final appropriate enacted until the middle of February. So um, Congress has got a lot on its plate. Uh, the president's budget will give us the beginnings of this. Obviously, the details will come out over the f- ensuing weeks. Uh, from what we understand, it's going to be uh, uh, something very different in a couple of ways from the past. You know, the caps come back in fiscal year 20 based upon 19 appropriations levels. That's cuts of 70 billion dollars in defense and 55 billion dollars in civilian agencies 125 billion that's a 10 percent cut across the board uh, for for those agencies and that's what we think the budget will propose but it'll offset that with defense only for overseas contingency operations the oco account which is not subject to the caps and looks like it's going to be the highest it's been in over a decade since we had hundreds of thousands of troops in the wars overseas yeah the oco has i guess lost the fig leaf of being actually for overseas contingency operations it's still operations but probably less of it is overseas and less of it is contingency now not that we don't need those but clearly they're using they plan to use the oco account as the safety valve the escape valve from getting out of a, from under the caps but for defense only. And so this is the question that Congress faces. Right. And for the past couple of years, the Trump administration has tried to boost defense and hold down civilian spending. And Congress has done just the opposite. So they've had a mutual hostage holding of defense and civilian. And Russ Vaught mentioned that in a recent editorial in which he promised what they would try to do with the budget. But it looks like it's going to be more of the same politically, maybe even a little worse now that the House is in Democratic hands. There's certainly the possibility that, you know, Vaught is the acting uh, director of OMB. He was the associate director for national security and international affairs. I guess he still occupies that seat technically, and uh, and now he's the acting director of all of it. And so he gave us a preview, and we'll we'll see when the president's budget is out uh, this morning what what that comes to. I think though there's a couple things. One is that this administration has every year proposed significant cuts in civilian agencies, and thus far FY17, FY18, FY19, Congress has not gone along with them, and that's largely because there's enough work to be done in those agencies that uh, that the funding is actually necessary. One of the real lessons we got. From from the recent partial government shutdown is the government does a lot of things. You may not miss it on the first day of the shutdown, but by the time you got to week five, you were starting to see a lot of impact from that. And we, we believe at PSC that those that important work needs to be fully funded across the board. We're speaking with David Berto, CEO of the Professional Services Council, and all of the quibbling about the so-called discretionary part of the budget, whether it's $125 billion less, sounds like a lot of money, but we're facing a trillion-dollar deficit. So in the most favorable cutting scenario, you could reduce the budget 
deficit for this year by 10 percent. That's right. I mean, the overall federal budget is over $4 trillion, and the vast majority of that is in mandatory accounts, as they call them, you know, Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, et cetera. One of the fastest growing pieces and probably the, probably the fastest growing piece in the budget is the interest on the debt. So it's not only the size of the annual deficit now up over a trillion dollars, but the size of the total debt at, at $22 trillion. You know, a 1% increase in interest rates in the payment on those is – couple hundred billion dollars a, a year. And so that dwarfs the $125 billion cuts being proposed there. That's really the issue that we're going to need to deal with. That's not an FY20 issue, though. That's a longer term issue. Right. Because eventually the service on the debt will exceed the defense budget it will. or the civilian budget, say, whatever one you want to pick to compare to. That's right. And, and I'm not in the business of projecting interest rate uh, forecasts. Uh, the people who do that, the Fed, seem to be uh, uh, thinking that it's not going to go up that much right now. And so uh, uh, we may have another year or two to sort this out. In the meantime, though, we've only got seven months or six and a half months to sort out how we're going to start fiscal year 20. From the standpoint of contractors, then, what will they need to look at to get some handle on at least what the administration is proposing? This is year 9 and 10. FY20 and 21 are year 9 and 10 of the 10-year Budget Control Act, right? And so uh, we've got eight years of history. In Time how to flies. Deal with that. Time <laughs> flies when you're having so much fun. Uh, we've got eight years of history in terms of how to how to examine what happens to those caps. And, and those eight years of history tell us three things. Number one is the caps have increased modestly in most cases, significantly for 18 and 19. Um, they have increased every time we've we've done it. They've increased in two-year increments, and they've increased well into the first of those two years. This time, because of the magnitude of the difference between FY19 funding, which we're spending right now, and the FY20 caps, I don't think we can afford to get very far into fiscal year 20 uh, before we do that. So we're advising our members to, to watch very carefully and be prepared for perhaps a bit of a rocky start on October 1st to the beginning of the new fiscal year, particularly if there's no agreement. And keep in mind, an agreement is not just Congress agreeing, House Democrats, Senate Republicans, Senate Democrats, et cetera. An agreement has to be something signed by the president. Yeah. And when you talk about Senate Democrats, House Democrats, Senate Republicans and House Republicans, you're talking about 15 parties. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot of viewpoints, and they all have to be amalgamated together in, into one uh, one final bill here. But it looks like a CR will pretty much dominate the first couple of months of the fiscal year before they decide whether to shut down or not. And and if a CR does, there's a, a big question mark associated with that because the, the, the CR is just another appropriations bill. You cannot change the caps. Congress cannot change the caps with just a new appropriation. In fact, we've learned this once already back in fiscal year 13. If Congress appropriates above the caps, that does by law under the Budget Control Act contribute to the sequestration, trigger sequestration. But it doesn't trigger it right away. The sequester order wouldn't occur until January. So you've got a few months to sort this out and, and we'll see what Congress wants to do. There is one ray of hope here because Congress has to figure out what to do with the debt ceiling, Correct. which reset back on March the 1st, right? And uh, indications from both the Treasury Department, which of course is in charge of extraordinary measures to keep us from going into default, um, and from the Congressional Budget Office seem to think that we've got enough time probably till about September or the end of the fiscal year. Then we've got to reach a debt ceiling deal. I'm optimistic that if you're going to go to the trouble to fix the debt ceiling, you'll fix the caps as well, and we'll start the fiscal year on time with an agreement on the amount of money. And that's exactly what contractors need. 
You heard it here first. David Berto is CEO of the Professional Services Council. Thanks so much. Thank you. I look forward to next round. We'll post this interview along with all of our budget coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Listen to the Federal Drive on demand and on your device at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.